Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too Good evening and welcome to another Disney Brit Radio show. Thank you for joining me and uh, I've got a lovely gang with us uh, which uh, I thought I'd say hello to this evening. So hello Kitty. Kitty! <laughs> hello! How are you? I'm good, how it's, are you? It's been a while, you've been all loved up and stuff so we've not actually yeah. heard from you for a while. And also John. Aloha! <laughs> He's actually done it. I didn't think he was actually going to do it, and he actually has. And it was somebody Can you being... do the whole show that way, please? No. <laughs> what was that? You've just gone Jamaican. That just sounded like upset stomach. <laughs> Jamaican stitch. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, welcome to uh, Bite Size episode number 34. Today, we are going to be going through some news and rumours of things that we've been hearing about Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World. And also, Katie's got an exciting new little project that um, she wants to talk to us all about, which would be cool. So, we're going to come on to that a little bit later on. So, that's quite exciting. How's everybody been, anyway? We've not spoken to you for a little while. I've had a bit of a cold this week, but I'm oh. feeling a bit better. So I apologise if my voice sounds a bit stranger than usual. It's um, okay. I'm still getting over my cold. Um, and we've not got any Susan tonight. Susan is probably poorly. She's uh, she's currently in bed, having had food poisoning from from seafood and this time. No, yes, but that, the blue it's not blue blue lagoon. <laughs> uh, and uh, Gareth is oh, swanning about Disney longer, World, yeah. so he just keeps sending his messages every now and again and all that sort of stuff. So like whatever. Also, can we just point out as well? Bad fan didn't watch last ever uh, wishes. No wishes, and didn't watch first ever happily uh, whatever this, that new show's called. Happily ever I'm so disappointed in Gareth. Bad fan. Bad fan. Just, yeah, bad I think fan. we just have to get used to it. That we're, you know, we're going to constantly be disappointed with Gareth. I think know. Gareth's just a different. He's in a league of and, his own. Yeah, isn't he? and I know when we listen to the show, are we expecting a text in about the next two minutes saying, <laughs> yes. "Can't believe you just said that about me on the show." Um, and now he probably won't send it because he doesn't want to be predictable. But um, anyway, we're going to be doing some news and rumours and uh, then of course we're going to be talking to Katie about something cool which uh, I'm looking forward to taking part in. So, <clears throat> who's starting us off with some news today? Shall we, as, as she's not been around for some time because she's been loved up, shall we, uh, shall we start off with Katie? Have you got a bit of news for us? Yes, I was going to talk a little bit about what's been going on today um, at Disneyland Paris. So it's, it's been very, very, very exciting day over there today. Um, they've had the European premiere of the new Pirates of the Caribbean film, Salazar's Revenge. And uh, excuse me, super... I'm just going to interrupt you there. Did Dead I get Mentel. it wrong? Yeah, no, it's called what? Dead Men Tell No I don't get this. Oh, but there it's called Salazar's Revenge. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> I will is. not yeah. accept it. It's, it's Salazar's Revenge in this country as well. And I don't it's get to do why... with the trademark of Dead Men Tell No Tales. Stupid. I know. It's did like I get Z- it right? No, you did. You know, it's Salazar's Revenge. I just refuse to accept that that's what it's called. It's like the okay. whole, the original Avengers movie wasn't Avengers in this country because everyone thought of it as a six, man from the 60s in a bowler hat. Oh, yeah. Mm. And also we had Zootropolis yes. instead of Zootopia Zootopia's because yeah. Zootopia is a zoo in Belgium that's already been trademarked. Yes. Trademarks. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, over at Disneyland Paris today, they've had the European premiere of this new film, and they've had some super special guests over there. Um, They've had Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp, Mm -hmm. which I think is pretty exciting. So they've had this kind of really cool um, show on in front of the castle where they had lots of very strange kind of inflatable... I think they were supposed to be like the sails of a pirate ship. Yes. 
And some big inflatable weird looking fish. Yeah. Lots of dancing pirates. Were those fish and from the Blue Lagoon? Presentation. Uh, so yeah, they had, they had a bit of a presentation going on, yeah. um, which had a few slightly awkward moments. Um, I know you haven't watched it yet, but I do recommend if you haven't watched it yet, do you go need and find to kind the of video. explain some of these awkward moments so those people are getting a chance okay. to watch it? So you were telling they us had, about this, weren't you? They had a bit of a lineup of some of the kind of stars of the film and the producer and the director, um, and they asked. I think it was the producer at the beginning of their little um, conversation. It was a woman who was presenting, and she was presenting in French and in English, um, which was okay, and she was doing a good job. But she asked him kind of how he felt about being at Disneyland Paris to kind of launch this film. And he answered in interpretive dance, <laughs> which was very awkward. <laughs> it was oh, very strange. Wow. And at the end of his little interpretive dance, Johnny Depp helped him to do a mic drop, which just nobody got at all. And everyone was just a bit like, what? What's, what's this? Why did that <clears throat> happen? Why did he drop the mic on the floor? That's really weird. I'm intrigued um, about this interpretive dance. Yeah, it was very strange. It was it was an odd thing to watch. And then the next thing that happened was they kind of moved down the line. They were building up to speaking to Orlando Bloom and then to Johnny Depp at the end. And they spoke to the girl who's in it, who she used to be in Skins. Her name was Kaya. I'm not sure how you pronounce her surname. Yeah, I don't it's know what her name is. Scordelario, something like that. Um, and they kind of asked her kind of what it was like for her to be in this film that was part of this massive franchise. And she let slip a bit of a swear word. In Disneyland. Right in the middle of Disneyland. She dropped the F-bomb in Disneyland. She did. It was quite a shocking moment. And I'm really surprised that I've not seen more people talking about this on Twitter since this happened. Um, but yeah, right there on a stage in the middle of Disneyland in front of Catherine Powell... She said a bad word. That's amazing. Can't, you can't swear in front of Catherine Powell. You can't. It's just not. It's just not the done thing. But I it's highly uncouth. recommend that you find this video and you watch it because it for is for comedy value rather than educational content. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's nothing useful great. in it. It's just the fact that we decided the, the Pirates of the Caribbean cast went rogue in Disneyland, basically. Yeah. But totally. Johnny Depp's kind of been known to be a little bit kind of out there, hasn't he? He was fine. He didn't say anything. He didn't really say anything at all. He didn't do the interpretive dance. No, that's true. He didn't. He didn't. And we were saying it was great to have the Pirates of the Caribbean film premiere in a park where Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) They did go, I have to say though, in their favour, they did go all out with the kind of, the decoration of the kind of central um, plaza area was really good and they've had loads of characters out and they've had all of the main characters like mickey and minnie out in their pirate outfits oh that's cool today um and they've had obviously like captain hook and smee captain who um they've all been out captain hook oh hook (laughs) no captain hook hook i think i think given what happened in disneyland last week i think if our pirates had been open in paris i think people would have expected johnny depp to be in there so I think it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's closed. It's unusual for um for him not to be in some sort of Jack Sparrow outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was disappointing because they did have lots of pirates kind of dressed up and they yeah. did a bit of a dance before they all came out. Um, and then they kind of built up to the introduction of Johnny Depp and then he just came out in his shades and kind of swaggered up to the stage. And it would have been nice if he was in yeah. full. And there was, there was a, uh, a Jack Sparrow wandering the parks that day as well. And uh, on Twitter, he was, he was discovered in the parks. How nervous must he have felt, honestly? I know. That oh, was horrendous. That is a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. You're going to be Jack Sparrow today in front of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> wow. Good luck. Imagine that. That would have been but it looks like Johnny Depp did spend a little bit of time kind of meeting fans and yeah, um, so did all autographs and all that sort of stuff uh, were done, yeah. which is really good. So that's that's nice to see. That, that's yeah, quite it is. Pleasant. And I think Disneyland have done a really good job with the event by the look of it, other than the weirdness that went on. But that wasn't their fault. So why why so do you think? Because with other such events, we've not had such a big uh, kind of pre- premiere in the park, so to speak. It looked much more the vibe of some of the stuff that we've seen over the last like month or so with the 25th anniversary, with the kind of big event happening in that central hub area um, as like a focal point. So they'd brought everyone who was in the park into that kind of central area. Yeah. 
for this one big spectacle, which is similar to what we saw with the We also have to remember who is now the president of Disneyland Paris and what her role used to be. Of course, yeah, she was heavily into in the this, motion picture she was, stuff in Australia. She was media she? And, yeah. and, and was she like media and PR or something, something like, like that. that. So, yeah, so yeah, I, I think, think she's good at this stuff, yeah. Exactly, so I actually wouldn't be surprised if this was not perhaps her idea, but certainly something that she's pushed for. Possibly, yeah. That would make more sense. Um, because, you know, you think about since, since Justin, what, we're in six weeks yeah probably just a little over six weeks how many superstars have been in that park in the last six weeks to push something yeah in fact do you take in you take into consideration um season of the force as well and you've yeah. got those celebrities that were there for that as well yeah that's true plus then the launch of the 25th yeah and you know and then now, now move on to this this pirates premiere and that's some big names that they've managed to get into a park that you know a lot of people do do tend to slag off yeah and of course we can't forget tony baxter was there as well well we can never forget well Well, katie and i will never forget (laughs) never forget Did we mention you met him? I think you did mention it well actually you didn't mention you met him you mentioned you stalked him i think this is like a difference oh katie has a tendency to do that yes we've noticed this (laughs) and shout in parades and wave and She's a good waver. She is. Yeah. John, what you got for us? So I have, we have the much maligned and much um, slated Hyperspace Mountain Mm. opening and people actually liking it. So I've heard. (gasps) Who knew? I haven't really looked too much into it because I don't want to be... don't want any spoilers, but have you heard much about it at the, the moment? To be honest, it's kind of hard to get spoilers, even if you watch videos of it, because it's so dark. Yeah, of course. Um, and having ridden a version of Hyperspace Mountain, um, it, it is one of those things that j- it has to be experienced to be appreciated yeah. properly. Um, but people are saying that they've actually managed to fit it in to... Hyperspace Mountain in Disneyland Paris and actually make a really enjoyable ride and make it feel fresh. Wow, that's good news. So generally, I haven't really heard anybody say anything bad about it apart from they wish that the cannon was completely enclosed and they'd done the hyperspace launch in the hall of the tunnel. Do you know what? I had exactly the same thought. I thought, wouldn't it have been amazing if we'd have gone to kind of hyperspeed in that tunnel? Like um, you it do does happen it. in the tunnel. It just doesn't happen just for the whole of the tunnel. See, that would have been amazing if it happened in the whole of the tunnel. Oh, I agreed. I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are also saying um, that it very, very much feels like a temporary temporary thing. Really? Yes. Well, even though they've changed the... all the signage and that sort of stuff. Yeah, but signs are signs. It looks like they've just bought the one from Disneyland and popped it. Mm, awkwardly in front of it I am um, and I just I think as well the poster I believe the poster that they've got is um the same one that they used in Hong Kong but just westernized faces okay um superimposed over um and the the new cars that's what I was uh, just yeah. gonna ask about has there been much feedback about the new the cars? feedback from much. the new cars that it's is, is partly what's making it so enjoyable because of the new sound um they're very comfortable the new sound system that's installed in them is is second to none mm-hmm. um and but the the new cars are very steampunk and very reminiscent yeah. of the original hyperspace mountain okay um they've got the columbiad um symbols all over them they've yeah. got the archer symbols on them mm-hmm. they're still really kind of old school steampunk yeah. that discovery land is and that space mountain was initially um particularly in the queue area which it still is like that so a lot of people are saying that's what makes it feel very temporary okay that's interesting that probably lets them hedge their bets doesn't it for changing it back mm-hmm. in the future keeping it as hyperspace mountain if it proves to be really the, popular. the queue line They've but I got... think, like anything, it's got a shelf life, and I do think give it what eighteen months, and it'll they'll be they'll be popping it back. Yeah, yeah, possibly. that sounds good. 
And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's an overlay. It's simply a case of changing out the projectors. Yeah. It's really not that difficult. With, I think they could do it much quicker than they've done it to switch it into hyperspace because they, they, they know the trains work. Hmm. You know, they know they've got all that working. So I, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it go back to the original. The new coat of paint for the trains is not specifically Star Wars like either. No, not at all. No, so yeah, I can, no. yeah. I'm looking forward to trying it with the new cars. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to trying the. That was the new my Star least favorite thing about that ride. Was Me too. I found it really uncomfortable. So. Yeah, your head, your kind of head gets a bit of a bashing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to trying it with something a bit more comfortable. I don't get to try it till October. Unlucky. I get to try it in oh, uh, week and two weeks. Just oh, nice. Weeks. September for me, I think. Beginning of June, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm October. Halloween. Yeah, it's confirmed. Okay, today. that sounds awesome. So uh, we've got that going on, which is cool. Okay, mm. so that's that's something that's going on. Uh, I might as well stick with Disneyland Paris then with the, uh, the two bits of news I've got. So with this one, um, this is, again, it's, it's a rumour, but it seems to be... Not officially confirmed as such, but it, it looks like it's coming because there's been uh, information that's been coming out about it. And this is to do with the possible premium fast pass that Disneyland Paris have been working on and playing with. It's appeared in uh, surveys and bits and pieces. It, it's kind of been going around and about for some time. And it seems that Disneyland Paris have decided they're going to try it and they're going to give it a go. And it's going to be coming later this month. There's two new possible options, apparently. Uh, one is going to be the Fast Pass Premium, and the other is going to be the Fast Pass One. So the Fast Pass Premium is a uh, Fast Pass f ticket for most attractions with Fast Pass, well, all attractions with Fast Pass for the day. It's going to be unlimited access to Fast Pass attractions for ninety euros per person per day. Now, this is not something that's brand new. It has been kind of used in some of the higher-end hotels in the resort in the past. Um, and are they still available now at Disneyland Hotel? Did they disband them? No, no, you can't. If you stay in a suite in um, Newport Bay, New York Hotel, you get one. If you stay in Castle Club and above in the Disneyland Hotel, you get one. So they do still exist. Okay, so they do still exist. So this is this is going to be rolled out to everybody. Basically, it's not going to be exclusive to anyone who is uh, who is staying in one of the posher hotels. Ninety euro, ninety euros per person per day for unlimited access to fast pass attractions. So what we're we looking at there about seventy something pounds a person. Uh, yeah, about ish. About 70, so you're looking at seventy three, seventy four pounds a person. You're looking at uh, probably one and a half times the cost of a, an entry ticket, which obviously you'll have to have as well. Um, so that's the one thing that's happening. The other one is this called Fast Pass One, which is going to be a possibility to buy a Fast Pass ticket for one Fast Pass entrance to an attraction. It's looking like it's going to be fifteen euros per person to do. But this, this is. Isn't this where the confusion's coming in? Because people are curious as to whether that means one go on one ride. Yeah. Or is it one many goes pass, on yeah. one ride? Yeah. I would expect at 15 euros it will be one go on one ride. I would as well. I don't yeah, think I they're going to give away. I don't. You know, you look at something like Big Thunder Mountain. I don't think you're going to. They're going to turn around and say, right, you can queue for two hours. Or pay us 15 euros and go in it as many times as you want. Not going to happen. Very much doubt that's going to happen. Uh, especially when you look at 90 euros being for all attractions and then 15 euros for one and then you can go in it unlimited. I doubt Of that which much. there are 10. Yes. So you're looking at 9 euros per attraction. And is it one ride on each of those? It's not No, no, it's unlimited. As many times it's as you want to. Yeah, as many times okay. as you want to. Okay. Um, thoughts, people? Personally, um, as um, an adult with no dependents um, who tends to go with friends, I would pay it. If I went in the height of summer. So, like, when we went for the anniversary and it was the Easter holidays, yeah, I would have paid it. If I've been off-season and you don't really queue any more than 10 minutes for an attraction anyway... Then I wouldn't pay it, but I think uh, I think the sure. price I think the price point is what will 
put people off and will not make too much of an impact. Yeah. On the reg on the, the queue times anyway. I'm not sure. I think the only way that I would pay for it would be if it was an extremely busy day, if it was maybe a special occasion like a birthday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think if I was with friends rather than with Alan, I think if I had to pay for that for two people, I wouldn't pay it. If you're just paying for it for one person, it maybe feels not quite so bad. Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't pay it for like a family um, at all. Definitely I not. Think, I think if I was going, if I just wanted a quick sleeping visit, so like what, when I did it at Christmas uh, and we flew in one day and flew out the next... Um, and I had a friend who'd never been before and we were trying to showcase as much as we could. I think if we were going in, say, July, I would say, look, you know, let's just pay the extra. Because, you know, we only paid £20 each to stay in the Disneyland hotels. So we've already saved a bit of money there. Yeah. Let's just pay it. Let's pay it. And then that way you're kind of... Because where you're, you're saving time elsewhere can be... Where you're saving time there can be utilised Yeah, I think I probably elsewhere. would in that circumstance. But in my normal circumstance of visiting there i would be with alan for quite a few days i certainly wouldn't do it for like every day of a five-day holiday no i agree with that um and i think uh, yeah in normal circumstances i would be with him for several days yeah and to add on the cost of that for even for one day i don't think i would and i think for disneyland paris i go sufficiently often that if i don't get to go on a ride it's probably not going to ruin my holiday. That's the difficulty, isn't it, with us? You know, we're, we're multiple timers, whereas some people who go once or twice and they might see it as a, an investment. I just... It just annoys me. If it was me. my one and only trip, I might be tempted. I just... Oh. For, for one day? Yeah. Yeah. It just irritates me. I think that, it's really annoying. Yeah, because we've managed to survive for so long without us becoming Universal or Alton Towers or, you know, Merlin, but whatever. But you, you seem to forget this existed before. Yes. You, you but, could buy one before. But it was on such a limited scale. Um, it, And now, I just, it feels really elitist and I don't like I just, it. I think it's just the not price Disney. point will just it'll stop. Yeah, the price point will stop a lot of people that. from, you know, it won't stop. You know, it won't make any difference to the fact that there'll suddenly be massive queues in Fast Pass and then none in the standby anymore. But I just, it feels really elitist. And it's something that Disney have kept away from for so long. And we've obviously looked at all the other companies cashing in on it. I just, oh, I just, I don't like it. But that's I think that's me. what it is. It feels like cashing in rather than something that actually gives you like this really exclusive benefit. Yeah. it's something that everyone's been able to have in the past so it's not this it's not like you're getting some kind of exclusive thing that's never been available before like a private viewing area for the fireworks or yeah you know stuff like that i think that's what feels a bit not quite right about it it just it feels a little bit money grabbing yeah i, it, See, that, I that's think that's perhaps this is where i'm in the minority because i don't actually mind it simply because the i think the price point discourages people from paying for it yeah. so therefore the few people that do that's entirely their prerogative and i don't think they'll make too much of a difference to queue times and whatnot but also that's, that's then just an extra 90 euros in disneyland paris's pocket and i'm okay with that oh, i get that and i have no problem with disney wanting to make money out of us that's their business at the end of the day because we've also got to remember that the disneyland resort has started charging for fast passes now yeah They've started doing um, charge chargeable fast passes, yeah. and that hasn't gone down too well either. From no, what I've hasn't. seen online, but that's because that's because they've added the chargeable fast pass queues to attractions that didn't need them. Yeah, and it's now doubling the wait time on the regular. Yeah, which um, is a shame. the queue, and that's that's where that's come in. But I, I don't, I just, I just can't see. And also, they're only paying ten dollars. Yeah. Whereas to pay ninety euros, yeah. I think if I was there for one day, I would do it. I'd is there an it. annual pass discount uh -huh. on it? No, not, there is no. not. No. But again, we are. This is this is assuming it actually happens. Yeah, we're we're expecting it to come this month. We'll see. And I would assume wants. that they've got a limited amount per day. Yes, I would think so. I right. wonder if they'll offset regular fast pass. 
Possibly. I'm hoping not. You would possibly. have to offset every fast pass throughout the resort, wouldn't you? Yeah, you, you so would I don't know if that would work. Yeah, you would. No, I don't know, because just for someone like me, I go out of season. I tend to go out of season. I tend to go, you know, March, yeah. May, October, November. Um, but you don't really wait that long for attractions. Because the most yeah. you ever wait is 35 minutes for crush. And a 35 minute for crush is practically a walk-on, as far as crush is concerned. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't pay it then. But if I was to go randomly in the middle of the school holidays in August, I think I would be inclined to try and make the most of it. But then I also think to myself, that's the number of times I could ride Buzz and pull stupid faces in the photos. <laughs> that's how I would look at it as yeah. well. <laughs> okay, no, let's uh, let's let's move on then. So, um, Katie, you've got your second piece of news for us. What have you got? Yes, my second one is not from Disneyland Paris. It's from Disney World and from Epcot specifically. So in the last couple of weeks, um, Disney have been surveying people as they've been leaving the parks and in the parks about their opinion of Figment, the character from the Journey into the Imagination ride. Um, so this has sparked all kinds of rumours about what could be happening to the Imagination Pavilion and could it be the end of Figment in the parks? So they've been asking people, basically, do you know who this character is? And showing people a picture of Figment yeah. and asking them, do you know who he is? Do you not have a clue who he is? Um, do you love him? And they've been asking also like how you feel about him as well, whether he's a character that you really love or if you really hate him or you're completely indifferent. Um, so these two questions have kind of sparked all these rumours about could this be the end of Figment if he's not kind of resonating with an audience that remembers the original ride? Um and yeah, there's there's all sorts of different opinions floating around. So I think it's a bit of an interesting one because Figment's one of those characters that kind of people who've been Disney fans for a long time or are really into like Disney history and things mm. love Figment. He's mm. a really popular character. And we've got we've got um entire Marvel comic book series based on Figment as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. We found two. Uh, two, two. They did a first one and then a kind of follow-up series. But I think the problem is because that attraction is not the greatest attraction in the world in the format that it is in now. No, it, it probably doesn't have the resonance with kids and people who don't remember the original attraction. And that's um, and maybe was, they don't know who he is. That's what I was going to say. Um, I think, given the current state of the attraction, then people aren't going to have that emotional attachment to him. However, give Figment the attraction he deserves and you will. So the the question I ask then is this got anything to do with the current plans with the several, the billion dollars or whatever that they're planning on pumping into Epcot? Three billion. Is this um is this like preliminary research into whether or not the new journey to imagination would or wouldn't include figment yeah Um, and also if i remember correctly while tony baxter was in disneyland paris he did actually mention um figment it was mentioned in his round table right okay um i could be wrong there but it it sticks sticks in my head that um figment was definitely mentioned um and how it needed a refresh okay fair enough so, yeah, I remember something about that as well. So it could very well be that... Because I don't know, I just feel that... I mean, perhaps it's this kind of nostalgia thing. It's perhaps, you know, save the Tower of Terror um, all over again. But I feel that Figment's very much a part of Epcot's history and Epcot's success. Yeah. Um, that I think to take him out of Epcot would actually would be, be a bit sacrilege. Yeah, I think he probably would. Yeah, I agree. And I think I would be really surprised if Disney were to remove Figment from the park completely. Um, But I I could see it happening that he maybe wasn't in an attraction. If they were going to kind of overhaul that Imagination Pavilion, they could maybe have an attraction without him and just have him elsewhere in the parks, whether it was through merchandise or... Could we say a a Mr. Toad-style rebellion if they decide to get rid? I think absolutely... Absolutely, but I think like Mr. Todd, it would be unsuccessful. Yeah, but I think also, it would be it would be about Figment, though. It wouldn't be about the ride. No, I well, a yeah. journey into imagination won't be able to handle that many people at once. It's never been that busy. Um, the amount of people that would actually end up protesting about it—they'd be like, well, "This this attraction is clearly very popular." All of a sudden, 
Um, I, we'll the see only good, maybe to be fair, the only good, actually, really good bit of that attraction is that end bit where suddenly the room yeah, opens that is up. Cool. And, I, I like that. Bit. Yeah. That's that's the best part of the attraction. I was saying that I I actually quite like the queue where you go through yes, and you've got all the different rooms Pass for the all the different professors yes, and that sort yes. of stuff. Yeah. And that does and go into of... the start of the ride as well. There is a few rooms you go past which actually are quite clever. So the beginning they, is quite they, clever. Those rooms kind of tie in now to things in the Imagination Pavilion that are no longer there. Yes, but they also tie into kind of past characters and all that sort of stuff from movies and, and stuff like that, which I, I quite like. I mean, I quite like the ride. It's not the greatest ride in the world. It's certainly not like in my top ten. But I quite like. I do quite like the ride, and yeah, I, I think an element it. of that probably is nostalgia because I do remember the original. Yeah. From when I was a kid, like I remember going and the on that songs ride. I think it was amazing. It is. Yes. Yeah, I do love the songs. Song. Well, songs been going for a good few years, isn't it? So, I would be quite surprised if Figment went all together, but I think it's just made a few people kind of worry slightly because they're asking yeah. these questions about do you know who he is and yeah, yeah. how do you feel about him kind of feeling a bit sad at the prospect of figment maybe not being there in the future that'd be sad news but talking yes. about stuff that is coming to make not to make way for figment but something new coming john what's going on so about 21 years ago <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but it's true. Yeah, it's About is. 21 years ago, Disney uh, made an announcement um, and it was going to be an expansion of Animal Kingdom. Um, and in the place of this beastly kingdom that was originally meant to be in, built, that everybody just was begging to be built, they decided they were going to build the land that nobody wanted, the land that nobody cared about, Pandora. Yes, I, I, I still don't care that much. However, they have put it into, it looks like media previews. And the word on the street is that it's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, I, part of me is relieved and part of me hates the fact that it seems to be so good. They are saying, and I hate to use this word because I feel that it's very, very overused at the moment. But people are saying that it's such an immersive yeah environment apparently so you step into it and just the, the the imagineering team and the design team have just done such a fantastic job to put you inside pandora um that it's, it's knocking people's socks off somebody i know uh, had posted on facebook today that they'd spent nine hours in pandora I couldn't even spend nine hours in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, Never mind. Nine just hours one place. in Pandora today. Well, yesterday, uh, just looking round. And I think there's a lot of in. detail, though. I think you there probably is. could spend that long there if you were kind of trying to take in all of the details and yeah. take photographs of everything and ride the attractions and eat all the food, all that kind of stuff. Because some of the food looks really cool. Yes, it does. It does. You know, don't get me wrong. They've done a good job on it, and uh, and it, you know. Well, it's taken them 27 years, like you say, to build it. So it should be pretty good. Mm. Um, I'm not surprised in the slightest that it's going down well. I think nobody at all is interested in the fact that it's from this film, Avatar. Yeah. But it's still really well done. It was always going to be really well done because Disney knew it it had a lot to live up to. Because it took 47 years. (laughs) Well, yeah, at least. So I think it was always going to be good. And actually, the characters from the, the film aren't kind of the main focus. We haven't got meat itself. We haven't got meat greets yet, then. The no. Well, of Which... course the characters aren't, because they've only got one animatronic. <laughs> two. 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 Two, sorry, two animatronics, two. thank two. you. But that's, that's what seems to be the only negative thing that I'm seeing, is that the Navi River Rapids, or yeah. whatever it's called. Um Journey. It's the river journey, isn't it? There's one animatronic. One. Yeah. And the rest in the is whole whole ride. Screens and all that stuff. No, it's It's an amazing one. It's outstanding. Oh it is, it is amazing. It genuinely yeah. you would if somebody told you that was a live actor, you would believe it. You would believe it. it, yeah. But that's it, that one. I feel that that's where the entire budget's gone. You might be right. Into the floating mountain and those two animatronics. Because yeah. The other animatronic is the one that's in the 
is it flight of pass passage yeah inside the queue kind line, of, um, in the, the queue, queue yeah. and people still are arguing over whether that's an animatronic or whether it's a screen because it's that impressive yeah. um and the one another negative thing that i'm hearing so okay sorry i apologize so there was one too is that the uh flight of passage yeah um ride vehicles yeah are not very forgiving on people of a larger size oh interesting they're struggling to get into them. Oh, okay. So, and that's not just um, weight, that's height. Oh, that's um, interesting. But they're saying that once they do get into it, and nobody quite knows how the it works yet, um, but it feels like you are genuinely on a living, breathing banshee. Wow. Because the ride vehicles themselves... That? breathe and i'm putting breathe in inverted commas and that's when it makes it really feel real so it's weirdly the the river rap the river ride is the one i was actually most looking forward to but now i'm actually kind of looking forward to the flight of passage simply because of the the immer immersion again i'm going to use that word mm. so it's actually it's actually but we've still not got any kind of definitive what it's about what's happening no i think i think it's kind of a bit of a media blackout and no there's no filming and the How shells are all behind you so all your stuff is taken off of you before you can even board the ride oh, we'll see what happens then. they're clearly keeping it secret for a reason well uh, i mean for me i'm okay with that because i kind of want to go and i've I mean, I've, I've looked at some pictures and i've looked at yeah. some videos and you know i've, I've flicked through it because jen because I am fortunate enough that I'm going to get to go this year, and I, I, I kind of want to be surprised. I want to, I want to have my socks blown well off. Yeah. So I'm going to try and uh, best I can avoid it. But I, I, I'm the the positive reviews and the positive positive vibes that have been coming. I, they've got me a little bit more excited about it than I than I was. Because I'll be honest, I can I wasn't that bothered. Yeah, no, I wasn't either. But you know, I think just I think like I'm going to do what I think a lot of people are doing is just going in and treating it as as Pandora instead of as a, instead well, of Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's got to be the way to do it because nobody so, cares about Avatar. But Pandora. Because if you actually think about I'm it, um, I'm not convinced they actually use the word Avatar in either of the attraction titles, do they? No. You got Flight of Passage. No. And then you've got the journey. And even Fennel. the land, Avatar, it's a bit of a kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Pandora, the world of Avatar. Yeah. That's but not it's bad all thing. kind of themed around it being like a national park type yes. thing, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. the, the um, cast members are like park ranger type. Which characters. again fits into they? the idea of, of Animal Kingdom, really. So. Animal yeah. Kingdom, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think guess, for a completely guessing... fictional world, they've made it fit really. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a reach, but it kind of you figure out how it. You know, they've they've obviously clearly worked at how can we make this yeah. fit into Animal Kingdom, and it works. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I'm going to stay with uh, other things that are opening and things that are new, and uh, the next thing which uh, has just opened in Disney World in the Magic Kingdom is Happily Ever After. This has just replaced Wishes as the nighttime show. And opened literally the past couple of days. And we've already talked about the fact that Gareth is over there and he didn't go to the opening. Uh, he did want us to, to make people aware that, uh, that, that this lunacy exists. I think he said something about that these, this, this lunacy exists or something like that. Um, that um, there were people waiting to film the final wishes from 5pm. Uh, before the night it, it all finished before it changed over now I don't know about you lot but I do find that a little bit weird because surely it's the same wishes as wishes has been for years they didn't have there anything was a few extra it. things in it was there a few extra things so well, I, I don't know because me and Katie went and watched the last dreams and we waited two two hours two and a half hours yeah. for Katie yeah. because it was the last one and there's something special whether it's no, you see, you know, I get, actual... I get being there early and watching it, but filming it. Yeah, that's weird. It's like that's just, that's just the same as the, the, twelve, fifteen years, whatever it was. 
Um, but I know you guys want to kind of keep away from the video so you can see it live properly for the first time. Um, I have watched uh, some of, not the whole 18 minute show, I've watched some of the show uh, since it debuted. And I can tell you now, the, the quality of the projection is amazing. You know how in the past we had issues with, uh, particularly we had with Dreams uh, in Disneyland Paris, when the lighter fireworks lit up, it took away some of the projection from the castle. Yeah. Well, it seems that this isn't happening at all with Happily Ever After. No matter what fireworks are going off, that image on the castle is extremely clear. Um, there's... I have a friend who was there for the first ever one. Yeah. And she she waited four hours for it. Wow. And her description of it was that it was the most magical thing she'd ever seen. So there you go. That's pretty imp- That's uh, That's a, a massive uh, accolade. Yeah. Um, I, it looks the music's really good. The visuals are stunning. Uh, they've got a lot of lighting, and for I believe the first time, you know, the kind of when they they overhauled some of the central plaza, they added the turrets to the castle on either side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're even projecting on those, so it's coming right out. Um, and just yeah, it looked amazing. And I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. But uh, the soundtrack is really good. The visuals are really good. The fireworks are really good. The light shows are really good. So whether or not it's the most magical thing in the world, I couldn't say. Um, but I, it's got a great cast of uh, of uh, movies. It's got Aladdin, Big Hero Six, Brave, Frozen. Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Incredibles, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Moana, Mulan, Tarzan, The Princess and the Frog, Toy Story, Up, Wally, Wreck It Ralph, and Zootopia. That's and a is laugh. it is it all That's original or is any of it just bits from other shows that we've already seen? Um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame was similar-ish to Dreams. But oh, not, but not enough so for it to be the same. But you can certainly okay. see that the the Dreams version of it inspired that particular section. Um, but a lot of it looks brand new, to be honest. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm brilliant. really excited to see it. It does look absolutely fantastic. And I'm sad to say goodbye to Wishes. But I am excited to see it. I am and I'm not. I am, I am sad to see it. But the last time I watched Wishes, Wishes at Christmas, I came away thinking, yeah, it's not as good as everything else these days you know in the day when it first came out it was groundbreaking you know what we're we talking 99 was that one which is opened somewhere Gosh. around there uh yeah i want to say somewhere around 1999 um and at the time you know i remember watching it thinking wow you know uh but having watched it sort of over christmas i was i was nowhere near as wild as i had been just purely for the fact that it had been uh no do you know what 2003 so i was a little bit behind 2003 is when it debuted um so yeah it was yeah not so much this time so i'm glad to see we've got something that that's sort of on the same quality and on par with the stuff we've seen in other parks which is really good so i'm looking forward to seeing that properly but you all get to see it before me which is hey there you go right that's all the news and rumors we're going through today um but katie yes you've got an exciting new project you want to share with everybody i do i do have a little project come on then tell us all about this new project so as you know i am volunteering for cordwell children's destination dreams trip which has taken place in january this year Um, i volunteered on the trip for the last two years and it's a really brilliant brilliant thing that they do where they take 25 families who have children with terminal or life limiting illnesses and they take them on this kind of once in a lifetime amazing holiday to florida they get to experience disney world universal sea worlds all of it there's a full team of medics and that make it possible and it's a completely like life-changing experience for all the families that go um, as I am volunteering, I am in full fundraising mode um, to try and kind of make the trip a reality. And the new thing that I am doing this year, I have launched a virtual 5K. Um, obviously, we've got a running team that is associated to the podcast. Um, so I'm hoping that lots of our lovely listeners will be kind of keen to get involved in this. So the general idea of a virtual run is that you can do it however you want so you can run you can walk you can swim you can cycle you can shuffle 
you can walk your dog, you can push your baby in a pram. Um, at any time and any place that suits you, you let me know when you've done it and you will get a lovely, really nicely, specially designed, very snazzy medal as a reward for all your efforts. And all of the proceeds will go straight to Cordwell Children to help fund Destination Dreams. So that's the kind of general concept behind okay. the idea of a virtual So run 5k over a uh, over a set period of time and in return yeah. for doing that you get yourself a medal okay yeah yeah so it's going to be running between june and july so sign ups are open now um it costs 15 pounds to enter um and from that a minimum of 10 pounds will go straight to cordwell children and the rest is just to cover the cost of the medal and postage um so yeah you can you can do your 5k at any point in time in june or july this year and then once you've done it, you just let me know that you've done it. And then as soon as I've got the medals back, you will get your medal through the post. And it's a specially designed medal. So there's only 100 spaces available um, on the run. So there's only 100 medals. Yeah. Um, so it's very exclusive. I've been working with a friend of mine who is a graphic designer who's done a beautiful design for us. I gave you guys a sneak peek of that earlier on. Um, did, so it's yeah, very shiny. Awesome. It's very shiny and silver. And it is Disney themed as well. Um, to fit in with the whole kind of vibe of the event. Um, so, yeah, anyone who would be interested in taking part, anyone can take part. You don't have to be a runner. I am not a runner, um, but I will be doing it. Um, kids can take part, absolutely anyone. You can even do it over a few days if you want to, if you want to split it up into more manageable chunks, if a 5K sounds a bit out of your reach. Or if you are a runner, then you can use it to try and get a bit of a personal best mm -hmm. if you want to. So, how are people going to be able to sign up for this then? What What's the best way? So, I've set it up as a Facebook event, which if you go to the Disney Brit Facebook page, I have shared it on there. Yeah. So, I'll make sure that that's nice and clear on that Facebook page. Um, basically, all you need to do is you need to fill in. There's a really simple form. Um, there's a link on the on the Facebook event. Um, there's just a really simple form that will just give me your name and your contact details so that I know where to send your medal. Yeah. Um, and then you can just PayPal um, your entry fee across. You'll get an email from me to confirm that. And then a little bit closer to the, um, the start of the event, you'll get an email with a running number, yeah. which you can print at home if you want to. Um, and then once we get to the end of the event, um, as soon as all the medals have arrived and I've got all of the proof from everybody, you will get your medal through the post. So it's really simple and easy to sign up. Yep. You just need to fill in the form, PayPal the money over, all the instructions are on the Facebook event, and I'll make that super clear on the Disney Brit Facebook page. Fabulous. And then that's basically how you do it. You sign up and then say so, so you don't even have to, to run it. You can you can walk it. You can whatever it is that you do, you know, just make that 5K. And 5K sounds horrendous. It sounds such a long distance, but it genuinely isn't that far at all. Um and it won't take you long to do it either 5k you know you can run a 5k in half an hour you can walk 5k in an hour so it's not even something that you're going to have to do to take up a huge amount of time to do it and there is a reward for it and the good thing about it is that everybody can do it so you can do it as a family even if it's just going out for the day and you're going walking in your local country park or something like that you know it's something that the kids can do and achieve and then get their medals in return so Absolutely. And if you want to split it up over a few days, so if you walk the kids to school, for example, if you do that every day, you can work out how far that is. And if that kind of fits into a 5k, you could do that over the course of a week, maybe. Yeah. And that would be your 5k at the end of the week for a walk that you're doing anyway. And then you'll get a really nice medal and you'll help to provide funds for a really amazing thing that makes a really huge difference to a lot of families' lives. So we'll keep you updated on that on Twitter and Facebook, all those bits and pieces when that all kind of, uh, with all the information on that, which will be good. Uh, but yeah, yeah that sounds, sounds... So please do fun. sign up. Um, yeah, you guys it's, really it's for up. a good cause. I can it probably manage, cause. I can probably just manage 5k. So yeah, and, and you know, we've already got something else planned as well to help you, Katie. Oh, yes. this is good. Adam's working on. I've, Ooh, I've got, this is I say working on, I've got the date. Oh, I'm so excited. I have no idea you have what you're talking about. It's so in advance because I need I've, to pick it off work. I've got a date so I can talk to you about it because I've already got a team running. So uh, I've got yeah, a date. Amazing. 
If we've got any of our Disney boat running team who are planning on doing the Disneyland half marathon as well in September, they could use this as a training run and get yeah, a little bonus can. medal in there. Yeah. Oh, good shout. So there you go. So they could possibly do that as well. So it's all worth doing. But uh, so we'll keep you updated on that as that uh, goes on and hopefully that'll be something people will be interested in doing, which will be awesome. Definitely. Right, that's it. It's a bite size, and guess what? We've we've gone fifty minutes because that's what we do because it's never the right length at all. But uh, it does mean it's time for this. It's Katie's favourite. It is. I love the song. So thank you very much for joining me, John. We'll take it. Okay, Japan. <laughs> thank you, Katie. Hang. <laughs> oh, and uh, if you want to keep up to date with everything that's going on, of course, you can go over to our Facebook page, which is disneybrit.com forward slash disneybritpodcast. You can go uh, over to Twitter, which is at disneybrit, and go to disneybrit.com. You can find all past episodes and those bits and pieces as well. Uh, on top of that, you can also send us an email, radio at disneybrit.com. And if that's anything to do with something you want to uh, ask a question about, whether it be a suggestion for an upcoming show, whether it be best way to get in contact with Katie for the virtual run anything like that at all then uh, do get in touch and uh, we can try and uh, sort that out for you but uh, we will be back in two weeks time with a full Disney Brit show where we're going to do something I'm sure very exciting what exactly right now I've got no idea so do send us an email say radio at disneybrit.com if you've got anything in, in particular that you want to send us and tell us about or you want us to talk about then we can do that but I guess in two weeks time we will have Gareth back yes we will and he will mm-hmm. be giving us his good bag and ugly of uh, Walt Disney World convinced that the bad will be people hanging around for five hours to record wishes but there we go. and I think Susan will be off the toilet and Susan will hopefully by that point have got rid of her she's very shellfish um, lol ha, ha. Uh, but yes we'll be back in two weeks time uh, so until then sing along to Moana we'll see ya Thank you. Such a tune.